0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 10 Years in South Korea, Stories of My Adventures and Misadventures. I want to give a big shout out to some of my new listeners. I notice I've got listeners from Germany, from Australia, from England, from Canada, and from America. So we're getting global here. So this is great. Hey, I need some of those listeners from Korea now. I I would love to have some folks in Korea listen to this podcast because you, Korea is the star of this show. It's uh, it's not me. It's not my life. It's Korea. You're, You're the star of this show. Um, so what I want to talk to today is about my experiences with, uh, medicine and doctors and hospitals and all that in Korea. So this one's going to jump a bit. It's a little one of those time traveling uh, episodes where we will look at some things that right at the beginning of my time in Korea, but go right up to my last, uh, my last year in Korea. Um, so good news. Didn't go to hospital a lot. Didn't have any major issues to have to go to. A lot of things were, um. Just checking on things. Um, so I've had, I did not have like major operations there. I've heard stories about it. I heard it goes really well, um, but it's uh, something I did not personally experience. Um, so I, for full disclosure, I am Canadian. Uh, this podcast is coming from Canada. Uh, we have universal healthcare. So we, I grew up in a culture where you don't pay for hospitals; it's free of charge. And so you go to hospital and and almost everything is covered, right? Uh, Korea is not that case. Korea has a a percentage that you have to pay yourself. I'm pretty sure if I got my information right, it's 20% from the person, 80% from the government. If you are Korean, Uh, we had a 50-50 split with our workplaces. So most places we pay for half and our business that we worked with pay for half. We bring a receipt and they give us 50% back. Um, the prices were good enough that sometimes I didn't even bring the receipt in because it was not very expensive to go see a doctor. It wasn't very expensive to do minor procedures. So, uh, sometimes it was just cheaper. I think it was like seven, $8 just to pay for a doctor's visit and just have the doctor's visit. And then the doctor would usually prescribe something and you go right downstairs, doctor's office were always right above a pharmacy. You go right downstairs, go to the pharmacy, and you're you're, you're settled. That's great. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I don't want to get into a political debate. This is a fun kind of show, but I would uh, I would definitely look into that here in Canada because eight dollars and no wait. Uh, I think I'd pay the $8. Uh, So it's really quick, really easy. Go see a doctor, really easy to get an appointment, really quick to get in a hospital, really quick to get an operation. It's all quick, quick, quick. Lots of doctors in Korea, lots of hospitals in Korea. Uh, There's a, a copay there, but it's not a high, high copay. So I would go to the doctor from time to time one of the cute things in korea was that the doctors needed to speak english i don't know if that's a cute thing or a good thing but they needed to speak english so when you they got you in their office sometimes they really just enjoy practicing english a little bit some doctors like anyone were a little nervous about it and kind of limited because they didn't want to look like yeah, they didn't have strong english abilities because to be a doctor in korea you need to speak english and that's one of the big things in korea there's a lot of jobs in korea that you needed english for so there was a real need for us to be there because you needed to have English to get certain jobs within the Kore- in Korea. Right. Hospitality jobs. Uh, some businesses wanted their employees to have some Korean. Uh, the bank ha- wanted to have at least one person to speak uh, English. Everybody like English was a valuable commodity and doctors needed to be able to speak English. So the, the local doctor I went to was a really nice gentleman. He's really great, you know, and only for sniffles or the odd pains and aches, I'd go there. Had a really interesting system. And I don't know if they have this in Canada because my doctor in Canada, kind of when he puts his information, I don't really look too closely. But in Korea in the 90s, they had this program where a, a human torso or human body outline was on a computer screen. You'd say what well, part of your body hurts. They click on that. And then you explain some things and they do like a scroll down. And I think my guy, my doctor even had like, he converted it to English. And so he was able to just listen to me and click, 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 click a lot of buttons and then look and read basically word for word, what the computer said was wrong with me, which I think he assumed was wrong with me and then prescribe something. So it was very computer based, right? Um, a little different than the Canadian system. There wasn't a lot of like, uh, prodding and touching you when something was wrong. A lot of it was click, 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 click. It was like a, a Google diagnosis, right? Um, so, but it's very interesting, very quick, very fast, and then prescribed uh, drugs for me. Uh, pharmacies in Korea, great places. I mean, they have everything in them and I know they're getting to this way now with some, um, uh, online kind of prescriptions with a pre-package for the doses when you take them that's been in korea since today i went i went there in 96. so when you order drugs and a doctor said well take this three times um a day for 10 days you got 30 packets so you would get a bag of drugs and like so you would be going i didn't think i was this sick i really don't because i got a lot of drugs here right um a lot of it is vitamins and a lot of it is uh you know a mixture of things you had to have a lot of faith you had a lot of faith in what you were given i mean i know i was told what was in it but was i listening not really sure had a lot of faith just took the drugs and i'm happy camper um so the the next story is about one of my roles is in the job was i was there long enough that I became senior. And I was one of the people that were asked to help out new teachers. So one of the issues with new teachers was like, you know, help them set up a bank account, uh, help them uh, shop a little bit, help them go to the bank that uh, go, go to the doctor's office, uh, go to hospital and all those things. I was like a liaison. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really have a grasp of the language. I had a good sense of direction. I knew where the doctor's office was. And that seemed to be enough to be the guy who had to take someone to the doctor's office. So if we had a new teacher that wasn't feeling well, I would take them to the doctor's office. I, Short of just being a tour guide, I really wasn't sure what my role was there, but it was some really funny exchanges because I would, this brand new teacher who's like not feeling well. So you, you put those two things together. Teachers not feeling well, they're new. Maybe they have some environmental issues. Maybe that health issues they brought with them, but they need to see a doctor. So I would bring them to the doctor's office, but then they would want me to go in with them. And the doctor wanted me to be in there because the doctor kind of knew me. I met him a couple of times, so I'm a familiar face. The new uh, English speaking teacher from Canada or America, usually Canada would be sitting there going, feeling crappy and then telling me their symptoms. Now, this was the strangest uh, translation situation ever because we had the sick teacher. We had me, who I'm not sick. I know where the doctor is. I've gone to him a couple times. And then we have the doctor. So you have the three of us. And somehow I'm translating the sick English teacher's English to a slower English to the doctor, who then is telling me what he thinks And then I speed the English up back to the sick teacher. So my job was basically to translate fast English to slow English and then slow English back to fast English. I do not lie. I had to do this once a week. And at some point I realized, why am I here? But it actually worked because there were times I didn't go. And the teacher would come back and say, I couldn't get through to him. I need you to come with me. You have to translate. I'm not translating. I'm speaking English to English to English. So an example would be, teacher would be sitting there not feeling well, and they say, I, I've got my uh, nose is running and my head hurts and I got chills. Okay. And then I would turn to the doctor and say, okay, uh, nose is running, head hurts and got chills. And then the doctor would say, Well, I think you need to get some rest, uh, take some vitamin C, take lots of fluids, and take and I'll do a prescription. I would turn to the sick Canadian and say, The doctor said, take some fluids, take some vitamin C, get some rest, we got some medication coming. And then i pause and they were processing each other's English through me. But the funny way, the funny thing is, and I still think this to this day. The new teacher was overwhelmed, the doctor, not sure what he, new person, not sure if they understand, trusted me. And in some way it was able to kind of, as a conduit, use me to take the English back and forth. I'm not going to lie. I did a lot of English to English translating in Korea. Uh, the longer I was there, the more. I think I was able to realize the pacing of English, where you could if you talk slowly and if you put all your endings on it, um, even the G's, and if you talked really clear and crisp, and sometimes take out some things, right? And so, in a weird way, I was a translator because I was able to take kind of panic sick English, convert it to very to the point to the doctor English, take the doctor's. Uh, Korean English the English. It has a little bit of crane in it and a little bit, maybe missing a thing or two and give it back to the person. But I, to this day, I found it was funny. I, I translate English to English. I mean, I, I would turn and, to, and say to the doctor, they say they don't feel well, but they just said it. They're right there. You know, at one point I'm said, they're right there. You're right here. But that was one of my funny jobs. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't just at the doctor's office, the bank. Uh, Restaurants, meeting new people. The longer you were there, you became the more and more of a conduit where you could speak. Even though you speak in English, you could speak at a speed and a—I want to say—a gentleness that was received, and that—and when you received the English, even though the, it was broken up sometimes and not great, you had a patience and a gentleness to convert it to the impatientness of the english speaker who's new to korea and so you'll find a lot of folks who live in korea a long time they might not be speaking korean but they've got an english that will get them what they want they have an english that will get them to be accepted and they will be able to receive the english that koreans have and understand it and with respect and dignity because that's a big, big part when people try trying to speak a second language, respect and dignity. So that's my, my, my medical stuff that got started, like my kind of job there, right? Now, personally, medically speaking, and we're really going to jump. We're going to do a big, big old jump uh, uh, in the like early 2000s, right? And uh, had heartburn, had really bad acid reflux. So I wanted to get it checked, right? and um at the time and now i i did get married in korea so we will go over that one so at the time my wife uh booked for me a colonoscopy and an endoscope and remember i talked about the canadian situation where you know you got a bit of a weight kind of thing right and i said i said to my wife i said well okay yeah this acid reflux is really bugging me and she said there's a two there's a special You can get an endoscope and a colonoscopy for like $250. Now, so a couple of things, right? If you're in America listening to this, you're saying, wow, that's a great deal. If you're in Canada listening to this, you go, well, I wouldn't pay for that. It's free here in Canada. But in Korea, my wife booked the endoscope and the colonoscopy like on a Monday and I got it on a Tuesday. So now if you're listening in Canada, you go, okay, I might pay $250 for that if I get it in the next day kind of thing, right? So you, you kind of can see the medical system being somewhere in the middle of the Canadian model and maybe the American model. Um, and a little bit like the European model, I think European models like Canada, a lot of waiting, but not costing you any money. And I know from what I see, the American model is no weight, but really, really, really expensive. Well, the Korean model is no weight and not very expensive. So that's why I, kudos to it, thumbs up to the Korean model so i go in now i have been a person who has put my faith in a lot of people and i put my faith in a lot of korean folks for 10 years and big thank you because you guys looked after me a, a incredible amount and i think it was uh, hopefully it was because my mindset that was to be respectful and to really have fun with everything and to enjoy every moment in korea and so Doctors in Korea, nurses in Korea, wow, they're so gentle, so great, so nice. But sometimes things do get lost in translation. So they explained to me that I'm going to do my endoscope first, followed by my colonoscopy. Now, Korea, things go fast. I mean, my wedding took to half an hour in Korea. It goes really, really, really fast, right? Uh, so medical procedures go really fast, sometimes faster than you're really ready for. So they put me under, like, boom. And one thing is the, the place I got it done, wasn't a hospital. It was a kind of, um, office area, like the doctor's office. And that's another thing and not to jump around, but I really have to jump into this because this is an amazing thing. Most doctors in Korea, every doctor's office I went to, they had to own ultrasound machines in their office. Now i know in canada we don't our doctors do not have ultrasound machines in their offices uh uh uh, x-ray machines and all that like a doctor's office is equipped as almost as much as some hospitals in canada like we i know we wait days and weeks to get an ultrasound in korea you can get your doctor's appointment there's an ultrasound right there and they say hey oh let me go take a look it's very quick it's very you know don't have to wait and uh, wait for a technician or wait for results. You get it right there. There's good and bad for that. And we're going to find out that, that in a minute. So I'm in a doctor's office and I'm like, you know, kind of doctor's office, kind of hospital, but not really hospital because I think I, I walked past the burger King to get here. So I like, it's like, I in like a, uh, office building, no well, fair enough. So they put me under, they do the scope i wake up not a word of a lie i wake up lying on my side because they they put me to sleep for the endoscope and i know you don't have to but they, they, they did for this one they put me to sleep and i wake up and i'm looking i'm really groggy and like the, 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 i can look out the like the window of the doctor's office and i can literally see shoppers walking back and forth because this is a doctor's office where they're doing some major procedures in a doctor's office Okay, but strange nonetheless. I mean, I can literally hear kids laughing and playing and shopping and stuff and I'm coming, I'm waking up from my endoscope. I know my colonoscopy's coming soon and I'm lying on my side and I look up above me so I'm looking out and I can see kids playing and stuff and I look up and there's a TV screen with the weirdest TV show I've ever seen in my life. And it's like looking and I realize, oh, that's not a TV show that's my intestines. They had shifted from my endoscope to my colonoscopy before I woke. They started the the colonoscopy as I'm waking up and they're like, hey, hey, well, you're awake, good, good, good. We thought we'd get started. Like what, get started without me? You can't get started without me because you're giving me a colonoscopy. So there is a long, long tube with the camera up my backside, checking my inside, and it's being shown on a big screen that I can see, my doctor can see, nurses are walking by can see, I'm pretty sure shoppers can see, because this is basically the most open space possible, and they're doing a colonoscopy. This is, uh, like I said, early 2000, and so the doctor, great guy, he was too excited about doing this as if it made me feel it was the first time he had this gadgetry. Cause he had basically in his hand what looked like a 1980s Radio Shack remote control device in his hand. And what he was controlling was his lovely camera tube that was up, did I tell you up my backside? Because I'm getting a colonoscopy in public. So basically zoom around And I don't know what to think because I'm dealing with the fact that I'm getting a colonoscopy. I'm dealing with the fact that my butt's butt's in the air, I'm naked from the waist down, the curtain's open, I'm watching shoppers walk back and forth, people are going on their business, and he's got a Radio Shack remote control playing with something up my butt side. And then he gets excited. Oh my God, oh my God, I found something. I'm like, dude. You're not even talking to me about this. Who are you yelling to? He's calling other people over. I'm pretty sure he's calling nurses over. I think he's calling the janitor over. the reception is over. all the look at my ass because he found a polyp, and it was I found out later his first polyp because he did just get this gadgetry, and I think he just graduated from some kind of school. I hope to God it was medical school. And he's driving a tube around my intestines, through my colon, looking at and finds a polyp and calls in all the staff. So now I'm lying, naked from the waist down, butt in the air, tube up my butt, remote control going through me and gets a polyp and shoots a lasso, shoots liquid on it, yanks out. I get to see this live on the screen Everyone's kind of going back and forth between the screen and my ass to say, okay, you know, enjoying the show. I'm terrified. At some point, they're going to call in shoppers to come see him in action and takes the poll about takes the tube out. I clean myself up down there, put my pants on, and literally just go, oh, yeah, yeah everything was good. And then go in and have, like, I'm not lying, a two-minute consultation on what has just happened i have questions about more than just the polyp and they said yeah we just found a polyp everything else looks good see you later pay the cashier on the way out and i paid the cashier on the way out it was the most uh transaction trans- transactional kind of experience in the medical uh uh field i've ever dealt with um i felt like you know i should have bought some burgers too so it was very, very uncomfortable, very, very interesting. Uh, the other one I wanted to talk to was about the endoscope part. And I did say a kind of a two-minute consultation on the uh, colonoscopy. But the endoscope was different. He didn't want to see me for that one. So he finished. we finished up the colonoscopy. We finished up, and that wasn't the reason I went. And they found a polyp, which was great. Then they got rid of it. The endoscope, I had problems. I had acid reflux. I still have horrible acid reflux. So we go in into his office, and then he wants to talk to me just one to one, closed door, and this is now private, and even my wife's not in with me. So you get kind of concerned, right? You're really worried. And he put, and again, they have everything there the the imagery and the, the machines and all that. So he puts up on the screen a picture of the endoscope, the pictures of a stomach, right? And we're looking at the stomach, and he said, uh, "Help me with the English," he said. How would you describe? And he's pointing to the top of the stomach, and I'm saying, "Well, that's lumpy, and that's red, and I'd say it's red, and it's lumpy, and it's you know." I gave some descriptive words. And he goes, "Okay, okay, okay." He said, "Yeah." So, how would you say like not good, like going to die? And I'm like, uh, "Terminal, terminal, terminal." Okay, this terminal. This is so. So he's pointing at the stomach, going, "This, yeah, this is terminal." I'm like, have, am I just translating my death? Have I just translated that I'm dying? I'm like, so this person is not going to live? He said, oh, bad. Stage four, swore, right? I said, oh, my God. So this is cancer. He said, yeah, very bad cancer. Is this my stomach? Because at no point did he say this is my stomach or not my stomach. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. That's not you. That's not you. I just want to know how to say it. So you would say terminal. I'm like, oh my God, do not lead with that. Lead with my healthy stomach. Do not lead with me teaching you how to tell someone they have terminal stomach stomach cancer because or esophagus cancer or whatever cancer. Cause at that point I am just reeling this chair is spinning because all I could think of was, did I have to give him the word terminal so he could tell me back terminal? And he goes, oh your stomach let's look at yours and it hits a button and brings mine up and he said oh yeah see it's all red at the top yeah you have acid uh reflux I'm like i know i have acid reflux well, that's why i came here oh yeah you should take something for that thanks so he wrote me prescription i ate porridge i have a diet that i have to be careful with sometimes i'm good with it sometimes i'm bad but i realized I thought for a moment I was actually translating my death diagnosis. So that's a loss in translation I don't want to ever deal with again. Uh, the last cute little story is uh, I had to bring a teacher in to get medicine. And they got they got the medicine, right? And they would explain some things with uh, their issues that they needed. And they got it. And it was kind of private. So they had a quick private conversation. So it was one of those ones where I was kind of left out of. So well, that was fine. That was good. And then they left, and uh, I th- we went down, and female teacher, and she took it, and she took got the pills and all that, and she went to class. And then a little while later, um, her face swells out, like incredibly swells out. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? I don't know. I took the pill, and it's swollen. And I said, oh, your face looks horrible. She said, all I know is it was a really, really, really big pill, so I had to break it up into four pieces. I said, well, we got to go back. And again, they're sending her back with the English speaker translating English to English. We go to the doctor's office. Her face is swollen up. We were just here. We said, we were just here. We took the pill. And look at her. Look at her. She's a mess. And he goes, what do you mean you took the pill? And I was mimicking like my hand to my mouth. And the doctor said, no, 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 no. What what do you call it? What do you call it? Um, Suppository. It's a suppository. No mouth no mouth this pill does not go in mouth this is a pill for the back the back what uh, for the undungi which is the the back, back side in korea and oh well you should have a translator with this because you didn't have me and i would have translated that that pill does not go in her mouth but i understand it would have been an awkward exchange but this is a pretty awkward exchange and i don't think she needed a translation when she realized oh I took a suppository orally and my mouth swelled up. Okay, so next time you should bring a Korean speaker with you when you go get medicine. Uh, So that's my stuff. That's the medical stuff. Uh, Korean medical system, pretty cool. Colonoscopy in the mall, pretty interesting. Uh, Help diagnose some poor person who's not doing very well, but it wasn't me. Uh, And if you're going to take medicine, make sure where you put it. If it goes in your mouth, good. If it doesn't, find that out. Uh, thank you again. A little delayed on this episode, so you'll probably get another one in the next couple of days. Thanks again. And come on, Korea. I need some listeners from Korea. I got German listeners. I got Australian listeners. I got Americans and Canadians. I got the British. I need some Koreans, folks. Come on now. Anyways, thanks again, and see you soon.